get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk with our friend and the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, what's going on, man? Hi, fellas. How are you today? Doing all right. So the Blues right now find themselves technically a game back of the Coyotes, but they are, by points percentage, the fourth best team in the West so far this season. Curbs, they control their own destiny at this point. What do you? How do you look at the rest of the season from the Blues' perspective? Well, I think just just like that, Brandon. I'm you're you're you put yourself in a position to control your own destiny. The goal is the playoffs. Get in, and so you know what, what's it going to take? It's going to take some extraordinary hockey. It's going to take some attention to detail. Um, it, it's going to take some guys staying healthy for the rest of the year. You know, but. But you you put yourself in a position to at least you know give yourself a chance, and you know and maybe in the end that's not quite where you thought you'd be at the beginning of this season. But I I just truly think that too many injuries came too fast and too heavy that, that they find themselves in this spot. So put all that together, I, I still think you have to have a real positive vibe right now with the way things could go. I mean, and look, I. I I still think they're going to get the 56 games in, so I'm not sure the points percentage is going to really matter. But as we're seeing with the way some of this COVID stuff is still impacting teams around the league, you never truly know. So I guess that's something to still keep an eye on. Well, and that's something that uh, Joe and I are going to talk about tonight, Curbs, on This Week in Hockey, because I- I'm I'm kind of curious that last week of the season, one, it seems to be very important for the Blues schedules. If you look at them taking on the Kings, Minnesota, and then if they play against Colorado – but it also comes down to because they have those games in hand on Arizona, could the NHL get to the point like what we saw with baseball last season and say, I don't know if they need to play this because the Blues are in a playoff spot? Well, if you look at right now sitting, what, almost 15 points behind Minnesota yeah. well, you know, because they continue to pick up points while you've been up, right? I Look, I, I do. I, I think if you get to the point, if you get to the point where it doesn't look like the standings are going to be adjusted by playing those games, then I'm not sure that there's a need to play them if it helps you keep your season on track and on schedule. However, because of what's going on with the Vancouver Canucks, it looks like the Vancouver Canucks are playing all the way up to May 19th. You know, that's about a week later than the Blues have their game scheduled. So, you know, will they start the the playoffs in the United States a little bit earlier than they start the Canadian division once possibly? Who knows, to be honest with you, if those last four games for the Vancouver Canucks are even going to be necessary, especially if several of them are against the Calgary Flames. Right. And maybe the league just comes uh, up with a way to, you know, figure out how they're going to do the draft order with those teams that missed. I think all of that is still very much on the table, Alex. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess why play him if it's not necessary? Right now, the way it looks like things, it looks like it's going to be pretty necessary. The voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, one thing that's been an issue for the Blues of late and really all season is the second period. They've had that blow-up period. I went back to, and looked into it in their in their last 10 games. They have been outscored 16-5 to in the second period. Kerbs, have you noticed anything that is kind of a theme through those? Is there something that has gone wrong specifically? What, what are you noticing with those second period issues for the Blues? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think sometimes depending on the competition, Brandon. You know, I, I wonder if like maybe the speed of Colorado has been an issue for that. You, you've the second periods are, are interesting periods because you've got to really have you know good puck possession. I, I think and be able to put and, and that also means not just holding it on your stick, but it means putting the puck in, in the right spots. And and in doing so, you allow yourself to make cohesive line changes. And if you're if you're controlling the play, if you're just kind of, you send one four check in, or maybe the forwards are going in, but now the defense are trying to make a change, right? And then they don't make the change quickly enough and it's not clean enough. And the other team comes out. Now the forwards are kind of chasing back. Now the forwards have to change. And I guess if there's anything I'd notice, and this is not going into too much depth with it, but you know, it's, it's staggered line changes for the blues that have not allowed them to keep a whole lot of flow going in the game. I, that, that might be part of it. Um, you know, the, the, the penalty kill, uh, I think uh, if you look at those numbers, I think it's going to be kind of average in that area too. So part of it is also, I think, just attention to detail like we talked about in that first answer. I mean, it, you, you've got to have that extra attention to detail in that second period because of that long line change because you could, you can get stuck out there on the ice for a, or a, for a little bit longer. And if you're not making the clean plays, you make it harder on everybody else. And the, the, the one that ah, might have been the – Try to think off the top of my head. It was a Colorado game, but I, but I remember the play itself where the the puck was coming out. The forwards went for the line change. O'Reilly, Perron, and, and uh, I think it might have been Sammy Blay at this point came on the ice. They were just trying to get back into coverage, and it was too late for the rush from the other team, and the puck was in the back of the net. I mean, so those are the kind of things where if you're not finding offensive zone time in the second period, it is really, really, really hard to play in period two because of that long change. Uh, I tell you, Curbs, the one thing that I'm kind of interested to see down the stretch of hockey, of course, playoffs is the initial uh, goal here, but also I would imagine from Craig Bruby and the coaching side, you know, you want to see some a little more from those depth players too, kind of like a, a Sammy Blay, a Zach Sanford, a Mackenzie McEachern who could be getting back into the lineup. I mean, these are guys who are trying to establish everyday roles for him. Also a Jake Wallman. It's kind of an interesting storyline going into this final stretch for the blues it is i'm not sure that i'm not sure that you keep looking for it at this point you know you're 40 games in uh and and i think you know what you're getting from those guys so um i i think at this point in the final 13 games if you're going to look at it you're hanging your hat on your top players yeah you're hanging your hand on the on the guys that you know can do it you know have gotten it done you've got to hang your hat uh, fair or unfair because of injury or time missed or whatever, it's got to be hung on you know more production from Jaden Schwartz. You've got to have some game-changing goals from Vladimir Tarasenko. You know you, you're going to need some chipping in more uh, for, from Braden Shen at least on the goal-scoring side of it. Uh, you know defensively, you've got to make sure that you're not having mistakes from your top three of Pareko, Krug, and Falk, and and, you, and then you've got to make sure that you're just getting really really good goaltending. You know, and not the sporadic goaltending. You know, where where it, it looks like it's been that way for the Blues. So to me, 
I, I, I don't know, Alex. I, I think we've, I think you've seen enough from those depth guys, right, to know at least what to expect. Now you need the guys to carry you over the top. And I'm like, I'm kind of fascinated on how you look at this, right? So, if you look at the lines that the Blues have rushed with in the last couple of practice, okay, Tyler Bozak has been in between Jaden Schwartz and Vladimir Tarasenko. Is that moving Vladimir Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz down to the third line, or is that moving Tyler Bozak up to the top line? Yeah, because you got Shen playing. You know, I mean, it's yeah. kind of a fun way. I guess I guess we're going to find out how that line is used and the total amount of ice time to, to determine that. You know, but it's it. I was just kind of looking at that today, going, "All right, here's a twisted way of looking at this." <laughs> well, but but it also, I mean, it puts into the situation too where guys perform. Like, do you want to be the second or do you want to be the third line? Because they're putting Shen and Kairou back together. Well. It, and Jordan Cairo only has goals in one of the games since Vladimir Tarasenko returned, you know, and yeah, part of it is on him. Be, you know, to just find a way to be productive, no matter where you are in the lineup. The other part is, is as a young guy, he was finding a way to be successful and let's put him back with some people that had, had made him successful. So again, when you, when you're struggling and you're a coaching staff, just trying to find ways, you're, you're going to just try to move things around a little bit to try and find some things uh, to work. But as we, as we've seen, those those lines, the way we're looking them, halfway through the first period, that could all be jumbled up depending on the flow of tomorrow night's game. Final question that I've got for you, Curbs. There's, I want to get down to the front end of this question. I do not believe Craig Berube is even a little bit of a problem for this team. However, um, we, we hear from the listeners all the time, and some of them have brought up the idea of a coaching change and that that is the issue for the Blues. I wanted to ask you, Curbs, you get to see things. You get to talk to Baruby in a way that a lot of fans cannot. What is it about Baruby that you believe makes him uniquely qualified for this specific job? Why is Craig Baruby the right man for this job? Not just now, but for the future as well. Cause I believe that to be true, but I know that you have a, a relationship with him that some of our audience just doesn't. Well, first is I thank those listeners for listening and then tell them they're nuts. Um, <laughs> we do it all the time. Right? Don't but, worry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, which is good. That's a good policy. Um, listen, this is why is he uniquely qualified for the job? Uh, look at 2019, and he turned around a team that was really well built and found a way to get him going. Last season, prior to the pause, you know, prior to the pause, you were in first place in the Western Conference. First place in the Western Conference, right? I mean, that's that's not a small thing. All right, this bubble, this this pandemic. Uh, the things it, it is, it has changed this team in the process. You end up losing some players, some more players. You've got Petrangelo gone. You've got Steen and, and, and Sunquist that are out for the year, right? You had, you've missed 10 guys, including Tarasenko and Steen that have missed more than a month of hockey this season. You know, you're not getting continued growth from, from the middle guys as Alex was just talking about that. I'm not, that's not coaching. I think that's that's just some progression. I think when you look at what Craig Berube has done with Jordan Cairo, you look at the support he gave Jordan Cairo through a bit of a, a tough year last year and the way Jordan came onto the scene this year, that tells you something. I think you look at the way Craig Berube handles certain situations with these younger guys and the coaching that he does with them. Uh, what he's done with Jake Wallman. You know, Jake Wallman had that horrible mistake you know, at the blue line, the puck goes in the net. If you're playing for John Tortorella, you're sitting on the end of the bench the rest of the game. He doesn't miss a shift. They put him back out there. They continue to coach him is what Mike Van Ryan did. You know, and Jake Wallman has played some really solid hockey for the Blues. So 
I, I think you look at those things as a continued reason why you have the right coach and the right coaching staff for this team. I think there are other ancillary and then sometimes uncontrollable aspects of this group that, uh, that are biting you in the butt right now with this season. And yet go back to our very first question. And yet you still control your own destiny to make the playoffs. So I think, um, I think we're in some really good hands still with the coaching staff that we have without a shred of doubt. And I mean, I don't even entertain those thoughts to be honest with you. Yeah. I know everybody in this room agrees with you on that curbs. He's the voice of the blues. You know what, what, Brandon, in all fairness though, I will say like, like I can understand why, why, why fans or somebody would look at it. I mean, when things don't go as expected, it's fair to examine every aspect of things, but once you ask, once like if you're a fan, once once that question gets asked, really look at it unemotionally, and I think you're going to go, yeah, okay, I think we're okay. He's the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. You'll hear him tomorrow night. Hopefully, I believe it sounds like Craig Berube is confident that game will be played. Blues versus Avalanche will have pregame coverage on your home for the Blues 101 ESPN tomorrow at six o'clock. Kerbs, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk with you again soon. All right, guys, have an awesome day.